Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of On the Horizon RC Podcast. I'm your host and Horizon President, Chris Dickerson. I'm joined by my co-host and Horizon Marketing Director, Steve, the Steve Petrado. Hey, guys, we want to welcome you to the second episode of the new On the Horizon RC Podcast. Uh, we've got a really cool episode for you guys today, and I know that we are super excited to continue down this path of podcasting here at Horizon. Yeah, sure, Steve, we are. And, you know, again, if you weren't able to catch the first episode of the podcast, we interviewed Jason Dearden, the founder of Arma, who's now part of the Horizon team. Um, and if you're not in the loop, the uh, On the Horizon RC podcast is really focusing on you, the RC community. We wanted to talk to the legends of the industry, celebrities you may not even have known were into RC and of course, the RC community at large, people that make impactful uh, impact on the on the community around us. You know, this is Horizon's 35th anniversary, Steve. And the whole point of this is we've been fortunate to be part of the RC community for 35 years as Horizon. And I think our hope here is that, you know, there's a lot of club members, a lot of passionate RC hobbyists that... You know, we're going to talk to some people that are pretty cool and kind of the, the movers and shakers in RC. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like, hey, if some of these people showed up at your club meeting, um, this is the conversation you'd probably want to have with them. And we're hoping we can facilitate some of those conversations for everybody out there. For sure. And uh, it wouldn't be an com- incomplete episode if we didn't talk about uh, some of our events. So just a reminder, guys, our signature event series has been launched. And uh, there are four really cool events to get involved with this year that we're putting on as a company. Uh, First one's going to be RC Fest in Monticello, Illinois. That's June 12th through the 14th. Then we have Axial Fest Badlands in Attica, Indiana. That's going to be June 25th through the 27th. Of course, the original Axial Fest at Donner Ski Ranch is happening again this year for 2020, July 22nd through the 25th. And last but certainly not least, Air Meet in Germany, uh, August 15th through the 16th. So a really cool year of events coming up. Right. So like we talked about on the first episode, everybody should go ahead and put in that vacation time and come see us because these are destination events. A blast. Bring the family, uh, load up the camper, load up your radios and uh, RC vehicles and and hit the road. Right, Steve? That's right. We'll see you guys there. Okay, Steve. uh, This week we have another special guest here with us. Uh, He's coming all the way from Southern California. We have uh, Todd Hodge. From uh, many of him, people will know him from LOSI and uh, from Horizon Surface Team. Uh, Todd's been in the RC industry for over 30 years, and with LOSI, he just celebrated his 20 year anniversary um, last year. So, Todd, welcome to the Horizon RC podcast. Um, for again, those who may not know, Todd's the category leader for the product development team out in California for Horizon. Um, Todd, we're really happy to have you as part of the Horizon team. I've had the privilege of working with you pretty closely over the years, and uh, we're kind of excited to take a deep dive into Todd Hodge today. So, Yeah, when I got the invite, I was like, wow, I'm really special here. So, you're a, you're a Yeah, this, this will be one of those moments in your career that you really look back fondly on, I'm sure. So uh, this will be a great, <laughs> great half an hour. So. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to the podcast when I'm driving home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Todd, let's, let's start at the beginning. I mean, so how does a, a young man from Youngstown, Ohio, leave all that glitz and glory <laughs> and end up in Southern California, um, you know, working for Losey? Yeah, so, you know, it was my first RC car back in the day. It was a Kyosho Icarus. I was doing that when I was probably 12, 13 years old. Um, Started getting into racing locally. 
Um, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, did that throughout high school. And then when, uh, when I graduated high school, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go race in some of the big races now, you know, and that's when I started going to paying for my way to go to some of the bigger events. I met the, you know, Pops Losey and Gil Losey Jr. Some of the events. And then just one thing led to another, um, you know, they asked me to move to California to, to come work there. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? They're like, oh, you're going to help junior with uh, R and I'm like, okay, so I'll, I'll do the job, you know? And I literally like, Within two weeks, I packed up a moving truck and moved out to California. Did you think at that point, uh, 20 years later, you'd, you'd still be uh, living in Southern California working for Losi? You know, I've never had any desire to leave. Um, you know, I go back to Youngstown, and even though, you know, my family's still there, my mom and dad and my brother and my uncles and stuff, um, I just I go back there, and it's just kind of, I don't know, just not very exciting, you know, especially the weather. You know, the, yeah, the weather's yeah. kind of nice to visit, can, but... Yeah, we, we should have started off, Steve, with an apology, I think, to Todd. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Todd's visiting us here in Champaign, Illinois this week, and I think, as Steve mentioned to me this morning, I'm pretty sure we've had all four seasons uh, this week for Todd. I think yep. you've scraped ice off your windshield at least two two days this week, Todd. And Yeah, with my uh, hotel card, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, so we're, we're trying to keep you humble. And I uh, keep those Midwestern roots in check. So. Well, I will say when I got off the plane, it was 12 degrees. And then when I'm leaving today, I think it's going to be around 35. So I'm leaving at a better place. Yeah. yeah. Wave, man. yeah, this is, yeah this you're leaving it better than you found it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, we, we figure we're keeping those those humble Midwestern roots, you know, uh, with it this way. So we do apologize a little bit for the weather. But um, I also think that if I remember correctly, too, Todd, at one point, I think you were into like BMX or something, too, a little bit. Did that? Yeah, so kind of get you into RC, or how did those two things go together, transition, or were those just kind of two disparate interests you had? They were just two, two, two different interests I had, and if I wasn't doing RC when I was a kid, I was uh, doing the freestyle bikes, and I used to go to competitions and ride the uh, half pipes and stuff. I wasn't very good, but I thought I was cool, you know, with my uh, Haro Sport bicycle <laughs> and, you know, my Echo helmet, and, you know, and then I crashed it one of the... Um, one of the events and knocked myself out for a few minutes. And <laughs> I, uh, I got home and my dad told me, he's like, yeah, maybe it's time for you to go back to RC cars. So I uh, pulled all my RC stuff out of the closet and started going back to the track. Nice. Nice. That, that's good. Um, growing up, you know, a lot of, a lot of what Steve and I want to cover with this is talking about the RC community. And you talked, you touched on a lot of parts of it there with your getting into the RC hobby and into racing and, and getting introduced to Pops and into yep. Gil uh, Losey Jr. And, and a lot of the players. Did you have a, a hobby shop or hobby shops that you went to? Was that part of your experience growing up? Yeah, the, the one hobby shop uh, slash track that I used to go to was uh, American Raceway and Hobby in Niles, Ohio. Um, that's kind of where I started it all. And then another hobby shop and track opened and the, the owner kind of convinced me to start working there and, uh, you know, helping him with his race program. So that was hobby mania in, uh, Poland, Ohio. And then, you know, as I was trying to progress my skills, there was wagon Hill hobbies and Butler that held the 96 nationals. So Jeff Hyatt was a, was a, I don't know, I would say he was kind of a big fan of me, you know, cause he saw me trying to aspire to be this top level racer. And he actually bought me a Yokomo car for the 97 Reedy race to come out to California and race it. So it was just a good support network back there. You know, I was a young kid, you know, just kind of uh, green with it all and just wanted to go race RC cars. It's all I thought about. It was kind of crazy looking back on it. 
Yeah, and that's a big part of it. And I think still is this RC community, the importance of the local hobby shop, and and you know that twelve year old that walks in the store with his birthday money, right? That wants to get into it. Yep. It's it's where it starts, and I think all three of us have been lucky enough that yeah we were able to make a day job out of out of RC. Yeah, you know when I first moved to California, I remember uh, I think it was my first like Christmas there. I stayed in California and. I woke up on Christmas Day, and I, I look outside my apartment window, and I'm like, there's no snow on the ground. There's palm trees, and it's like 75. This is this is kind of surreal. Like, this is a, a dream. And it honestly felt like that for a while because the weather was so nice out there all the time and just the vibe of the RC racing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and you've touched on it a lot, Todd, but if you had to say, um, you know, I know you've raced all over for Losi, for TLR, What's either your most memorable race, the coolest place you've ever raced? Um, you know, what really stands out a couple moments, you know, for you in your race career? Uh, there's a lot of them. Um, probably internationally, South Africa. Um, when the team went down there in 2002, uh, we went down there and raced the 10-scale off-road worlds, uh, which Matt Francis won two-wheel drive, Yuka Stenari won four-wheel drive. I made the main in four-wheel drive, um, which was awesome. And then we had the Touring Car World Championships, like the following week. So we were in South Africa for like three weeks and wow. it was like, you know, and you, when you down, went down there, it's like the uh, exchange rate of the money. Like we were rich down there, you know, <laughs> even as RC guys, you know, it's like, we're going and eating and we're like, Oh man, you know, it's so cheap to eat all this food. This is great. You know? <laughs> and it was just an awesome experience. Cause the team did well down there. And uh, you know, you got to see a different part of the world that you would never expect to go see. Yeah, that, that's really cool. And, again, there's probably – you probably have many of those with as, as much as you've you've raced with Losi and been around the world. Yep. Uh, Steve and I discussed earlier on kind of our introduction to the podcast, part of what we're trying to do here is, you know, this is Horizon's 35th anniversary. And so the podcast part of the idea is that this is a way for us to celebrate the RC community, to talk to influencers and people that really are, you know, citizens of, of the community. Um and 35 years is quite an accomplishment, but this is Losi's 40th anniversary. So that that is really, really amazing. And again, you've been a big part of that history. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Steve, I think we should put him on the spot. Hey, he's ready for it. He's ready for it. <laughs> what is this. your favorite Losi vehicle of all time? It would have to be the Team Losi triple, triple X buggy. Triple X buggy. Okay. I, thought, I thought he was going to struggle with that a little I, bit yeah, more. Yeah, that was so, an instant answer, so you know it's a legitimate answer. And, and let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we had the double X buggy for years. Um, Associated was constantly kicking our butt. Um, it was frustrating. Gil Osi Jr. and the team in California developed this triple X buggy. Um, I came out to the Nationals in 99, and I was trying to get the buggy beforehand, but as it is, as you realize in product development, it's hard just to give everybody the cars. So I get to California, they give me a buggy, I build it there at, at the uh, Chino factory, and then went to the Nationals, and did really well. I don't know, I qualified, uh, I don't know, top five in the in the two-wheel drive main, and then finished fifth overall. So it was just, it was so awesome, and I think there was like nine low-seat cars in the main, and one associated car with Mark Pavitas, and we were just running over them, you know, so it was just great. Like, <laughs> sure that had just, to feel good. Oh, it yeah. was just amazing. You You'll know? have to make sure to tell Mark to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know you, that you one should. time I beat you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, that that's great, too. Uh, so, Todd, with Axial now being part of Horizon, uh, for those that don't know, Axial Racing is also out in Southern California. So we've consolidated some of the development effort there uh, between Axial and the LOSI team. And, and you're running both of those programs now. 
Um, you know, you participated in Axial Fest last year, and maybe just tell us a little bit about your impression of Axial Fest and kind of what what that event meant to you. Because I, I was lucky enough to be there for part of it as well, and right. I think though your recap and accounting of Axial Fest is pretty exciting. Well, you know, I'll just start by saying, you know, all the years of going racing and you're focused on your own own vehicle, you know, you're, you're kind of your own team there when you're out there racing. Axial Fest was a polar opposite of that. It was a whole community. And, you know, you saw so many people from so many different walks of life come there, you know, families taking their family vacation there, going out there, being on the trails, always having a smile. You know, you saw the father-son relationships. You saw the excitement with how people were building their rigs. And just the whole camaraderie and just excitement and, and just fun factor with Axial Fest. And then just to be up there in the Tahoe area in the middle of summer and just through the wilderness and up in the mountains there, it was just it was just a great experience. And I'm really looking forward to the next one. Yeah, one yeah. Of the, oh, go, go ahead, Steve. I was saying one of the things I find I've done my fair share of crawling is, you know, uh, there's a there's a great winter series up in near Joliet and okay. Chicago. And uh, they – that community is a small group, probably 20 guys every every other weekend through the winter. And all of them, I think, I'd say, well, not all, most of them have come from the racing community. And the reason they stayed is, you know, I like the camaraderie of crawling. I like helping out rather than putting a towel over my car when I'm done running and, you know, sh- sharing or not sharing my secrets of my racing rig. They love the sharing that community. They love going out there. And they, a lot of guys say, I don't even care if I drive. I just want to help a guy get through the course. And it's a really difficult course up there. You have to have front and rear winches to even get through it. Uh, but it's a it's really cool to see. And it, it, it just shines through the entire crawling community, that that community effort, that helping one another. Guys are sharing parts out of their backpacks. You know, it's it's the same thing. Yeah, it's just it's it's so special for the industry to have a community like that. You know, it's something that honestly, I didn't realize existed as far as just the depth of it and just the fun factor. Yeah. And, you know, you know, we would kind of go do our walk through the pits or the campsites at night and just talk to people. And everybody was just so inviting. Hey man, you want a hamburger? Hey, you want a beer? You know, you want this, you want that? And we're like, ah, oh, we're good. Just see if you guys are okay. You know, um, you wouldn't see that on the race side so much, you know, because everybody's there. I'm here to win, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what camber link I'm running. I'm how much yeah, camber I'm running. Yeah, down attitude, you know. Man. And <laughs> here's like somebody's like, oh, I'm running Proline Hyraxes. Those tires are the best, you know. And then you know, some other guys like I'm running RC four wheel drive tires. They're way better. And, but you know, you, that's kind of competition side of you have it. But then they're like, hey, let me try those RC four wheel right. drive tires or vice versa. Yeah, well, and I mean, for you, uh, Axial Fest was a family experience. Uh, yes. This year, you actually kind of. Bought a, a camper so you could bring the family and your wife, uh, quite the trooper, uh, came with your your family and and you guys lived the Axial Fest experience this past year. Yeah, we did. Um, so it's something my wife, you know, she wanted something that we can do together as a family. So we bought the camper so we can go camping and stuff. And then when I'm like, hey, I need to go do Axial Fest, and she's a school teacher and she's off during the summer. She's like, can we go? And I'm like, sure, let's go for it. You know, <laughs> just. I'm going to be working, so I can't. I won't be with you guys all the time, but it, it'll be a great experience. And then just going up there and seeing the other kids and the, you know the other families and stuff like that, it was it was really great. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, the community aspect of it's so great. I know at, at Axial Fest last summer, you know, I was I was on one of the trails, like you said, just the the openness of everybody. I you know I was I don't know a third of the way through a trail, and I I ripped the rear bumper off my <laughs> off my SCX10, but I have lights, so I didn't want to cut the wires. And on on the rear bumper but it was just kind of hanging off and you know some guy that's you know 50 yards away from me on the next trail 
comes running over, you know, with zip ties, you know, because he saw I was trying to figure out what was going on. And yeah. just little things like that to me are just amazing. And again, he didn't know I was a Horizon employee or anything. I was just some dude on the trail that, you know, yeah. needed help. Yep. So it's, it's just really cool uh, to experience things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I know I'm much like you. I'm looking forward to Axial Fest again this summer. Speaking of Axial Fest, so we've added Axial Fest Badlands. Uh, you know, we got a lot of great feedback from Axial Fest, especially being the first year under the Horizon umbrella. Uh, what are some of the key things you think that Badlands is going to bring to the community? Um, I think it's just going to be more bring more people into it that perhaps couldn't make the trip out to California because you know obviously travel's not um, cheap these days. Yeah. Um, so it's going to give the opportunity for people in the Midwest to go to an Axial Fest. Um, and kind of share the experience. And it's going to be a, a different terrain, too. So it'll be For interesting sure. to see if you have people like, you know, I did Donner and Badlands um, because the trains are going to be so drastically different. Yeah. I, the other thing at Badlands, too, I've noticed some of the commentary is, hey, I'm bringing my dirt bike and my crawler because you can do both now. That's awesome. You know, that That's, that brings the full sky, the full scale side of motorsports and, and off-road excitement and then RC together. So I can just see you guys rolling up with side-by-sides and dirt bikes and then a whole full truck full of Axial. Yeah. That's going to be really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it should be a great event. And hopefully, you know, all those folks, like you said, that couldn't make it out to California uh, can at least make it to the Badlands in uh, Attica, Indiana. Is that where yeah, it's at, Steve? Yeah, that's right, Attica, Indiana. Yeah, so it should be good. Much different terrain. You know, the, the mountain opportunities aren't quite the same in uh, central Indiana as they are <laughs> outside of Tahoe. But, yeah, I think much like full-scale crawling, there's a lot of different terrains that, that are challenging, equally as challenging, just difficult in how they run. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that as well, too. Yeah. So I have to ask a little bit, Todd, while we've got you here, you know, again, no work or all work, no play. You know, I, what, what are you doing outside of work today to, to keep excited other than just chasing a family around? Uh, pretty much chasing the family around. Uh, <laughs> that's you know, it. Huh? Uh, that's all you've got time for. No, I, that's true. I have an 18 year old uh, son. Um, he's pretty much self-sufficient. So that, that part's relatively easy. And then I have an eight year old and a five year old son. Um, you know, my spare time is making sure I'm there for them. You know, another reason we got the camper to go out and do those things and go camping and, you know, have create those memories with the boys. Um, you know, my, my youngest, uh, Nolan, he is, uh, every day I come home, he's asking me what RC car I brought home. Uh, they got <laughs> mini T 2.0s for Christmas. So we built a little track in the backyard and it's dad, let's go run on the track. Uh, let's put this uh, piece of firewood in the track so we can make this jump. I mean, they're just so <laughs> into it, you know, and it's just great to see, you know, they're enjoying something that I've enjoyed all my whole life, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of getting them to, you know, Hey, here's how you turn a wrench. Because I think a lot of kids these days are like, which way do I turn a screwdriver? How do I do that? And I kind of see it with my 18 year old a little bit, you know, he's just like, like, hey, let's change oil on your car. He's like, can we just go pay somebody to do that? I'm like, <laughs> we could, it doesn't cost that much, but it's a good thing to understand, yeah. you know, yeah. not he's a like, bad why life does, skill, right? Yeah. He's like, why does my car need oil? I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, I have a 16 year old and, and, uh, last year his high school actually still offers auto shop. And so mm -hmm. the semester before he got his license, I told him he really should take auto shop because if he's going to have a car and be responsible for a car, he needs to learn how to, yeah, change a tire on the side of the highway, mm -hmm. uh, change oil, 
I taught him to drive a stick shift last winter. Oh, I that's said, awesome. you know, <laughs> you don't want to be the guy who, you know, can't take a girl out because you don't know how to drive a stick shift, you know. So <laughs> these are these are important life skills <laughs> in my it's mind. One way to motivate them. That's right. Girls that's, into the right. Equation. that's right. Yeah. At this age, cars and girls, you know, at sixteen <laughs> years old, that's those are both important things. So um you touched on the mini T two point Todd, and and I should have probably brought it up earlier. That has been a runaway success for Losi and for Horizon over the holiday season um, last year. What do you think it is about the Mini T 2.0 that that really obviously created a spark for a lot of customers out there? What, what's the what's the magic there? Yeah, I've been watching you know Facebook a lot, and it just and just talking to people, and it just seems that they're just excited to see just a good quality Mini. You know, I think years back we we, we poured way too many Minis into the market. Um, we did a, a, you know, a mini T 2.0 that was based off the 22 T and, you know, used a lot of the 22 technology, aluminum chassis, uh, mid motor. And, you know, as we all know, we weren't sure how it was going to, how the market was going to take to it. We were like, oh, yeah, this is going to yeah, be I good. I mean, talking me, about it early me on. Chris, right. Me and you had yeah, this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Todd, I, I just don't know. And I'm like, just give me a chance. I, I think this could be something good. It's not going to create the magic of the original one, but it's pretty darn close. And, you know, we're seeing, you know, these people building tracks in their basement, in their driveways, in their garages, in their backyards. And it's only been out, what, over, a little over a month and a half? Yeah, about a month and a half or so yeah. now, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, now the, uh, uh, the guys up at RC Madness are doing the mini nationals in April. Um, and it's all because they're like, you guys brought the mini T back. And, you know, now they're doing a, a, cool. a mini T spec class that they race at their club right. races. Right. And, you know, it's just that entry into it right. to get people into racing, you know, and, I mean, at the end of the day, racing's fun. It can get overcomplicated, which is kind of a, a challenge for me sometimes because you got to invest so much time. But when you have it basic like a mini T, it just makes life easy yeah, and it makes can, it fun. Yeah, well, you can get a group of guys that are all friends, you know, outside of racing and just, hey, you just spend, you know, 150, 200 bucks, get this whole awesome setup and they can go out and have fun. That That's the magic. It's yep. the, without having to do anything to the car, you can go have fun. And then, of course, then the upgrading begins, right? But, right. but then, right. The, then the challenging and the competition stuff begins. I see the same thing on the on the uh, SCX24 side, on the crawling side. You know, I brought I brought uh, two up uh, for the holiday up to my brother. We had a blast making courses and driving together and challenging each other. It's that same camaraderie that's like it's the healthy competition, you know. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, the the SCX24, uh, a lot of the same magic. And yeah, that competitive nature that I think a lot of guys have, right? I mean, <laughs> whether it's the mini T, uh, trying to see who can be faster around the cul-de-sac or, yeah, building some little obstacle course in the in the backyard or the family room. Um, those have both just been runaway hits for Horizon. And you're right, the mini T. And you know, our last episode, Steve, we, we talked to Jason Dearden about mm-hmm. Arm, and we were talking about the infraction and just – how a little bit early in the development cycle, how unsure we were about that because it was a big risk. Um, the mini T is a little bit that same thing where it, you know, you, you kind of take these moments and you, you, you take a little bit of a leap of faith, but that's really what innovation's about. It is, yep. um, is, you know, if, if you take the safe road, you're not really innovating. And, um, you know, I appreciate, you know, your, your, uh, commitment and, and, and desire to want to innovate, it's always been an important part of who Horizon is, who Losi is, who Axial is. Um, and, yeah, sometimes you have to kind of stick to your guns and, and see it through. But, um, yeah, certainly with those products, definitely runaway hits that, that I think are, are making communities and customers really happy right now. And that's a, the exciting part about Horizon, right? I mean, that we have the opportunity to 
create these ideas that we all come up with. And, you know, we do, we do bake the ideas and make sure that they're right. They're, they're the right ideas. And sometimes they're not always right. But when we, when we do have the winners, it's, it's a really special thing. And it's just great to work for a great company like Horizon and have those resources to where we can execute on kind of those visions and dreams that we all have. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool. You know, Todd, uh, we're not giving you any prize for being on the podcast today, but thanks for those kind words. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all good. No, it is all good. Um, You know, real quick, you know, we've got a lot of great things going on with our surface category right now. Arguably it's as hot as it's ever been across our main brands. Um, What are you most excited about that you can talk about? Obviously we've got some top secret stuff going on, but what what are you excited about you know, uh, the Surface team across the brands us bring into our customers this year. What do you see continuing to be hot? What do you think is going to be really cool? Oh, that's a that's a big one. Um, I'm not allowed to say too much, huh? No, you got to uh, kind of keep geez. the lid on it. But, you know, maybe <laughs> general direction or, you know, you know things I, you see continuing to be exciting. Uh, yeah, let's not uh, tip anybody off here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the obviously the, the scale segment is, continues to – um, grow just with just the more scale detail and making sure that you're making the, the vehicles look as scale as possible. Um, and then the, the, the mini market, you know, it, it's, it's, it's proven to do well. The Can-Am from Axial has done uh, very well for us. A lot of excitement um, that's combined the scale look and the mini side of it, um, you know, SEX24, the mini T. Um, and then, you know, just even on the large scale side, I mean, that's something we en- entered, what, maybe... 10, 12 years ago with the 5T. Yeah, and yeah now, I think it was 2012 was when the 5T came out, if I remember. So it's been, yeah, almost 10 years. And now we have the, you know, the Arma Crate and 8S. Uh, you know, we're doing a lot of cool stuff, and you're just seeing. We're coming out with so many cool, innovative products. It's like people are sitting there with their popcorn on Thursday going, what's Horizon coming out with next? You know, and right, then it's creating right. that excitement for the dealers and people coming into the stores of like, hey, I want to see this, you know. And it's it's just an awesome time for us. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, we're probably getting running out of time a little bit here, so we'll let you get back to it. You're heading back to warmer weather this afternoon, so so <laughs> good for you. Yep, and uh, but, you know, both LOSI and Axial have really passionate customer bases. And, again, all the TLR team that's out there, you know, racing their local cu- club races, uh, the Axial customer that we talked about a little bit earlier, hopefully we've got some of them listening to this podcast. Anything you want to say to them? Um, just to know that we're just working really hard in all the different segments um, to make the best products possible. Um, we're doing stuff that other people probably aren't thinking about um, that kind of set us ourselves apart from others. Um, and that's across all the different segments, whether it's the basher, the boat segment, um, you know, the crawling segment, the race segment. Um, there's just a lot of exciting stuff that, you know, guys in the you know, in the office that are just so excited to get the product out there. And, you know, when you have excitement with them, you know, it's just going to trickle down and just spread like wildflower with the customers. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, I think, uh, Steve, I think that wraps us up today. Thanks so much, man. This has been pretty cool. I hope you guys out there listening can know a little more about the Todd Hodge. The Todd Hodge. Hodge. That's right. There's a, there's a lot more to him, but I'm glad we were able to get some time with you and Hopefully you have a nice safe flight home yeah. and enjoy the warmer weather this, this winter season. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in today. Until next time, uh, Chris and Steve here. See you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the On the Horizon RC podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to another episode in two weeks with the one and only Adam Anderson, the driver of the Monster Jam 
Gravedigger. We look forward to that episode, guys. We'll see you in two weeks.